Hey, how's everybody doing today? Welcome to another episode of A Few Minutes with the Coach. Today we uh, watched a little bit, at least I did. Uh, I participated in a forum with students from Oxnard High School and uh, my friend Marcel Bricky, who teaches over there at that school. Very interesting to say the least. While I was doing that, I was trying to keep an eye on the George Floyd Memorial in Minneapolis. Pretty uh, interesting to say the least also. One thing I will take from it is that I still believe people have the power. And, um, you know, it's still troubled times. Still troubled times. Um, it was pretty gratifying to be... Um, with the young kids, um, a lot of them had a lot of interesting thoughts. Um, I, I can see how uh, many kids are sheltered and I can see the proliferation also of the media into some of their heads. I was particularly troubled by one kid who used the word savages in reference to the rioters. And I think I'm, I'm not really sure that he understood the fact that most of the rioters are outside agitators. But I think it's easy to do that when you live in a bubble. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really a trip because we're still in the think of this COVID-19 pandemic, but yet um, because of the state of the nation, we have people going out and um, protesting, which is their lawful right to do. But um, just, just seems that on a lot of levels, we get this thing real twisted. Get this thing real twisted. I was, uh, like I said, you know, I participated in this forum and and it still bothered me that one of the kids used the word savages. I just can't get over that. Another kid tried to um, make a case for racism not being that bad. But think about that one. It's just not that bad. I guess you could say that uh, depending upon what you know your complexion looks like, right? But I know that uh, I've seen it, you know, and I know Reverend Sharpton alluded to it today. You know, the past was never that great for us. That, that, that just, just makes me think about the whole slavery issue, right? I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Harriet, but uh, I, was, I was really struck by, by the interactions between the Massa, you know, and the and the slaves, right? And a lot of times it was just uh, from the master to the slave. You should just be happy, right? Happy that you're here. Happy that you're working from sun up to sundown. Just crazy. But people do have the power. Question is, will they use it? I I, I really hope people do use their power in November to come out and vote and make their vote be counted. 
I think that's probably one of the biggest things that uh, that you could do, that any of us could do, regardless of what color you are. I think that on the face of it is a secondary issue because I, I can't see how, how great things are for many different groups. Especially with the fact that we have a close to 40% unemployment rate. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. You know, Bob Marley said it. A hungry man is an angry man. You know? One of the other um, big issues in the, in the forum that I did with Marcel Bricky was The, the fact that um, people people just don't get the the whole complexion thing. You know, they talked a lot about Black Lives Matter, and I think I think pretty much on the surface of that, what is it that turns people off so much about that? Black lives. Black lives. That, that must really bother a lot of people. And a couple of a couple of great analogies were used. One was if you were if you were a mother and you had four kids, and one of them, one of your kids gets stung by a bee. Do you have to put a band-aid on every kid's you know finger? I thought that was pretty spot on. The other analogy that was used was you live in a neighborhood and your house catches on fire. You call the fire department, right? So when the fire department gets there, do they have to douse every house or do they or, or should they go directly to your house to make sure they put out the fire? I think that's pretty spot on. Just as far as I can see it is. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, one of the things, one of the other things I've been thinking about is uh, Colin Kaepernick and how precise he was. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the, what Drew Brees said, quarterback from uh, New Orleans Saints. You, you would think here's an educated guy who went to Purdue University, Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he still thinks that Colin Kaepernick was disrespecting the flag by kneeling, and it was a soldier who gave Colin Kaepernick the idea of kneeling because before he started kneeling, he was just sitting on the bench. And that was, his, you know, and, and the soldier who passed this information on to Colin Kaepernick told him that that's what he fought for, right? For people to have the right to be, to, to make a choice. But here it is. Just kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. You think more beauty in blue, green, and gray. Looking at other things too. 
get the age that in my shade too dark. I love myself, I no longer need you, but forcing my job. That's something that John Lennon said. Night don't mean you smart, being dark don't make you stupid. And frame size give peace a chance. It's kind of crazy, too. For some reason, we don't really want to do that. And this is all along the uh, along the lines of this whole violence thing, right? This is a quote from John Lennon. He says, when it gets down to having to use violence, then you are playing the system's game. The establishment will irritate you, pull your beard, flick your face to make you fight. Because once they get they got you violent, then they know how to handle you. The only thing they don't know how to handle is nonviolence and humor. And that might be you know the case. Little levity never hurt anybody, right? But where are we? Where are we, America? Where are we going, America? I don't see Compton. I see something much worse. The land of the landmines. The hell that's so earth. Another little aside I saw. And then, and this goes along the whole lines of uh, being able to agree to disagree. You know, that peaceful, you know, this is uh, Anna Navarro Cardenas, a Republican pundit. And I don't know, <laughs> you know, you talk about levity. I don't know too many Republicans that I agree with. On anything, but uh, the quote from uh, Anna Navarro Cardenas, you know that peaceful pro protest you say your your country allows. Your husband attacked black athletes peacefully protesting. He called them sons of bitches. Take a seat, sis. And this is in reference to Melania Trump, right? Our country allows for peaceful pro protest. Well, if that's the case. Why is the president talking about rolling out the National Guard? Don't you understand? I saw another story where a reporter lost her eye. I can't, I can't remember exactly where it was. It might have been in Arizona. But uh, she got hit in the eye with the rubber bullet. Think about that one. She was pretty grateful. And here's what she said. Because she's a photographer, right? She said, well... At least I didn't get hit in my right eye. Because if I would have got hit in my right eye, then uh, my career would have been over. Peaceful protest. This is an old song right here by Barry McGuire called The Eve of Destruction. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy because I'm in touch with a lot of my friends on social media and the whole thing. But I, I got a friend, Tony Cotton, TC. Good brother. Good brother, man. You know, and the one thing he said, the people united will never be defeated. Got to come together, people. Just have to come together. There is in Red China, 
then take a look around. You know, and uh, this whole rubber bullet thing has, has really got me perplexed because um, I keep thinking about how Trump cleared out the Lafayette Square. It's either Lafayette Square or Lafayette Park, but it's in D.C. in order to have that um, photo op, right? Wow. You know, in South Africa, they, they, you know, in Soweto, that's what, that's what, you know, the apartheid regime, was, regime used to do. Just go in, you know, and kill everybody in mass, right? Now, I'm not saying South Africa is a bad country or anything like that, but this is still the United States of America, right? Do we partake in that kind of nonsense? Need to come together, people. We need to come together. And I think about the political slogans that are going to be coming up. Who, who, you know, who Biden's going to have for a running mate, so on and so forth, right? But one question I could ask myself, one question that I think, you know, we should ask the nation, right? Are we better off four years? Are, are we better off right now than we were four years ago? As a country, I don't think we really are. Narcissistic thinking. I can just will things to go away, right? Like the way Trump willed the coronavirus to go away. And that's what he said. There's 15 cases now, but uh, by next week there won't be any cases. And we're up over an, uh, we're, we're over a million and a half cases, over a hundred thousand deaths. Just pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But it was a, you know, and I digress. It was pretty interesting with the uh, the forum, you know, that Marcel put on. It's good to see that that many young people in the room, you know. And I and I kind of you know wonder. I know I wasn't as politi- politically savvy as they are when I was you know 16, 17, 18 years old. You know, but um, you can see. You can see like who's who's who's, uh, who's sheltered and and who isn't. But the one thing I took from it, and this is the one thing that I don't really see happening, and that's the dialogue. Where is the dialogue? You know, I'm fortunate to work with some great people, right? And one of the one of the greatest people I work with is uh, Dr. Kim Tresbank. And um, she posted something on um, Facebook the other day. And I like to read a little bit of it. And I am reading this with her permission. Thank you, Dr. T. It says, this has been on my mind all morning. She wrote this two days ago. It's the difficult times that 
like it's the difficult times like these when you see who stands beside you. Your black friend is not okay. Your black friend in the past 30 days has watched a black man get shot dead while jogging, Ahmaud Arbery. A black woman gets shot dead while sleeping, Breonna Taylor in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. And the murder of George, George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer. Your black friend has also listened to the President of the United States use segregationist words as a veiled threat, all while dealing with the corona pandemic. Your black friend is just trying to be okay. Please don't ask us about the looting. Please don't chastise us about the rioting. Please don't tell us that all lives matter. Please don't minimize our fear. Please don't bring up black on black crime. That that's the one that really sticks in my craw. And and there was a kid who texted that during that forum, you know, earlier on. Please please don't ask what about Chicago? Please don't say if you just act like a wildly successful black person, usually Oprah, Obama, Colin Powell, Denzel, or Will Smith. Please don't judge us. Your black friend is just trying to be okay. Listen to your black friend. Empathize with your black friend. Support your black friend. Pray for your black friend. Pray for your black friend. Just let your black friend know that you really care. Your black friend will remember who truly had their back during this difficult time. They will remember who was more concerned about a looted target. They will remember you posting a thinly veiled and racially offensive meme. That's that's what happened to me. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on that in a second. They will remember you calling looters savages, which was happened, which happened in the forum today. They will remember your silence about the black life, about their black life and the black lives of others. It's real easy. Do whatever you can to help your black friend out because your black friend is trying to be okay. And again, this was written by Dr. Kimberly, Kimberly Tresvan. Pretty deep, pretty deep. You know, and I was talking about that uh, thinly offensive meme, and um, it happened the other day. It was, it was in the morning two days ago, and I was scrolling through, and, um, and my um, my ex friend had posted a meme about running over looters. Speed bumps. If they get in the way, I'm, you know, we're just going to plow them down. And it was just uh, several of his friends, right? And I went to college with this guy. We were uh, we were roommates, and um, I'd stayed in touch over the years. You know, every now and then. I'm not going to call him, you know, one of the closest people I, you know, I, I, I was around, but, but that, you know, that, that meme just like really rubbed me the wrong way. You know, Heather Heyer was killed in Charlottesville, right? And what did the president say back then? You know, there were good people on both sides, right? Well, what good people do you know that takes a automobile, a 10 ton automobile or whatever, you know, and, and plows over, you know, somebody trying to protest peacefully. I, I just wish somebody would explain that one to me. 
I just wish somebody would really explain that one to me. How do you justify that? I don't I don't know how you do it. You know, I just don't know how you do it. You know, the other thing, you know, is uh, I've seen a I've seen you know a bunch of postings of uh, people, you know, trying to imitate what happened with George Floyd, right? The knee on the the knee on the neck, right? And these are kids. These are kids that are doing this. And young adults. And they think it's funny. They think it's funny that somebody put their knee on another person and crushed his wind windpipe to where the gentleman was asphyxiated. And then and, and Derek Chauvin had his knee on this on, on, on George Floyd for upwards of nine minutes. But people see that as funny. So that kind of epitomizes that black lives do matter, right? Because when you can make light of stuff like that, I, I guess you really know that you'll never probably be in that situation, right? You know? But yet here we have, you know, again, we have the president talking about shoot to kill the looters, right? And, 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 and here's the other thing. Most of the looters are outside agitators, right? Coming in from other states to create hate and discontent. But what happens with the implicit bias? We're, you know, we're, you know, we're led to believe automatically, you know, that the looters were all black, right? But nobody says anything, you know, and some of you guys have probably seen this picture of the, the cop who got separated from his unit, right? And um, and and the brothers and sisters, you know. And when I say brothers and sisters, I'm talking about the black brothers and sisters, you know. Formed a human chain to for, to protect this guy from you know getting shot or getting killed. And what about all our white sisters, you know, that formed a human chain in another city? And I just, you know, I just got finished reading the paper, you know, about the homies down in East LA, right? You know, you know, parking their cars and protecting, you know, stores in their neighborhood. Staying out all night if they had to. Because everybody's been through it, but they weren't going to let anybody come in and tear up their city again, right? Nobody says anything about that. You know? And I want to share one more thing with you. And this one says, this is uh, from Chula uh, Medina. If you think Mexicans and blacks are enemies, read a history book. Many blacks went to Mexico for sanctuary, and when slave owners demanded Mexico to send them back, Mexico replied with, and I quote, there are no, no black slaves in Mexico. There are only black Mex Mexican citizens. You know, so once again, people, you know, we're stronger together than we, we've ever been apart, right? We've ever been apart. And, and, there's, and there's like times throughout history where we have come together. And this is another time where we do need to come together. We need to come together. We need to all get on the peace train. You know? Because that peace train, you know, we need to sound it. You know?
You know? And um that's the whole thing. What are we gonna do, people? What are we gonna do? How can we come together? How can we make the world a better place? And don't get me wrong, right? We you know, we got problems here, but this is still a great country. And I and I can honestly say, you know, I've I've lived in, you know, a couple other countries. I lived in Europe for a year. I lived in you know about a year and a half in Europe in Germany. And uh it's a good place. You know, we got a lot of stuff going for us here. But it's it's like Machiavelli said. Um Change is never given up willingly, and I'm paraphrasing, right? You know, power is never given over willingly. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to just keep uh, talking about the situation. You know, keep the dialogue going. Keep the communication lines open. Again, you know, I'd like to thank Marcel Bricky for putting that uh, forum on today. I hope it's not the last one he does. And um, I just hope, you know, we can keep things going. Keep moving forward. Can't go backwards, people. Can't go backwards. I've already been there and done that. It didn't work. But just remember, you know what? Empathize with somebody. Think about what their life's like. You know? And again, Black Lives Matter is not saying that black people are the most important thing that's going on around here. That's not the issue. But exponentially, black people are getting killed, you know, when they're unarmed at an alarming rate. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. At least I hope they would. And, it, and in the next presidential election, you know, hopefully we can elect a leader that's going to try to bring us together and not tear us apart. Yeah, we all want our children warm. We all want our, excuse me, we all want our children warm. We all want our children fed. But where are we going to go? How are we going to get there? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But I am interested in what's going to happen tomorrow. Or today. I hope, you know, if you get a chance to check out the memorial for uh, George Floyd that you do so. It's pretty inspiring. Reverend All, you know, he was on one today. And rightfully so. But life still goes on, right? And the only thing I'm searching for is a better tomorrow. A better tomorrow.
you know, but we, we need to talk to each other. We need to talk to each other. We need to talk to each other. We need to talk to each other, not at each other. You know, let's stop pointing the finger. We all know this country was built on slavery. We know the White House was built on the backs of slaves. And we know, for, for the most part, the majority of people in this country got a 400-year head start, right? And black people didn't get that. And again, we're not looking for a hand up. I'm sorry, we're not looking for a handout. We're looking for a hand up. You know, everybody wants to have dignity, right? And there's dignity in work, right? So if you're being aced out of jobs because of your complexion, I would I would I would have to say that's a serious problem. Serious problem. So this has been this has been the coach. This has been the coach and um, a few minutes with the coach. I thank you for the minutes that you spend with me. Tell a friend about this. You got a topic? Hit me up on Facebook, Walter Moody. You know, and send me a message. Let me know what you want to talk about. Trying to move forward. Going to try to keep putting on some shows, some podcasts, you know, so we can talk about the issues. I hope your family's safe. I hope you're safe. And again, practice social distancing. Wash your hands. Keep your mask on when you're in stores. And keep moving forward, okay? Peace and blessings to everybody. Stay safe. Until the next time, this has been a few minutes with the coach. There must be a pump. You're so young, you're